What is going on? My name is Kira, and welcome back to the Finding My Perfect Awkward podcast, where I turn to my guests each week for guidance and advice in this crazy world. Not only am I trying to find my perfect awkward, I am finding my voice and myself. Chris Cruz, how are you? I'm ready. I'm ready to podcast. My body is ready. I am good. I'll try to keep the potty language to a minimum. Um, if you want to, otherwise you don't have to. It's just really hard for me, but I for you for you, Kira. For the people of Las Vegas and the internet, I will do it for you. <laughs> I appreciate that. Where are you, by the way? I don't think I know where you are. <clears throat> um, outside of Detroit, Michigan, my hometown. Oh, okay. For some reason, like, I thought because you're on a whole... <laughs> okay. All right. Hold on. Yeah so, yeah. so I do a couple radio shows for my house, but they're all over the country. And I've okay. also lived all over the country. So I'm a hard person to, like, keep tabs on because i'm always doing stuff you know what i mean you you are okay chris Chris. (laughs) so i saw your instagram and i was like okay um well first of all i met you virtually so it's not like i met you in person like oh we were in the same building at the same time in the same city no we were virtual from Mm -hmm. on camp broadcast so michigan so you have a show in utah yep so i am um Remotely doing a couple radio shows for my house. Um, it's actually Waterford, Michigan, in the Detroit suburbs. Um, so oh, wow. 107.3 and 94.9 New Country um, in St. George, Utah. And then I'm also a part of the Throwback Nation radio team, which is a nationally syndicated program. On It's over like 40 markets, uh, 40 radio stations. Um, and we're working Ooh. on a new project as well that I unfortunately cannot disclose today, which I'm, I apologize for. No, that's okay, but that's awesome. You're... <laughs> First Thank of you. all, you're super busy, and two, yes, I mean to have a show anywhere is fantastic, but national, mm-hmm. a throwback mm-hmm. national syndicated show, that's incredible. Yeah, that you know, I think for the longest time, my first goal in radio was to I wanted to do mornings in Detroit because I know Kara, you didn't grow up here, but like for me, okay, so like Chep Buchanan, good example, right? Mm-hmm. Chep Buchanan, legendary broadcasters, and and I'm humbled to say a guy I actually like I know, like we're friends, I love Chet. Um, but there's a, a couple shows in, in Detroit. One of them is called Drew and Mike, and they were on this rock station, The Riff, for years. So when I was a little kid, Kira, I would listen to the to Drew and Mike, and they'd play, like, Guns N' Roses and, like, stuff I was into when I was a little kid because I'm old. And I'm like, <laughs> I, I want to do that. I want to get into radio and be like Drew and Mike. And okay. then 16 and a half years later, I was doing the morning show on 98.7 Amp Radio in Detroit. So I, I reached my goal in radio. Wow. Um, yeah, and you know, I, I was very humbled. I feel very blessed, and you know, I'm so happy that that got, that, that happened. And then five and a half months later, the station flipped formats, and I'm out of a job. And I'm like, oh shit. My next goal was like, I'm fine. That wasn't enough for me. And then national syndication is the natural next step, um, you know. And I achieved that as well. So I'm I'm very happy that like everything's aligning for me. You know yeah. what I mean? Now I found my passion for radio, and I'm getting started. And I hit one milestone because you know. It was a goal to get on air, and I did that. Great. Then the pandemic hit, and I'm like, okay, well, mm-hmm. not doing that anymore. But I still mm-hmm. want to be in radio, and I still want to be on air. So where do I go? How do I do that? And right now, it's a tough, it's a tough gig. It's a t- sure. tough, tough situation right now because there's no part timers and all mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. good stuff. But well, it's still, it's still, you know, a thing that I can still work on. So people can still do what they love. Of course. Let me let me backtrack a little bit because mm-hmm. you misspoke. You said you're at the beginning and I'm at the place I'm at. Let me put it to you like this, Kira. Okay. It took me 12 years to get on in a major market and it took you less than one. Because yes, yeah. you've been on Mix 94.1 and you've been on KLUC, right? 
Well, I've been on KLUC. Well, I guess I've been on mix technically. Yes, if you've t- spoken on the air one word, that counts. Yeah, all right, then yeah, I was on mix. Yeah, too. so that being said, don't sell yourself short like, oh, you know, I'm just a newbie. Da, da, da. You're on the air in Las Vegas, which is a major market. That is extremely impressive. So don't sell yourself short and don't feel like, you know, oh, I'm, I'm just the beginning. Yes, your journey may just begin and you may have like, you know, a lot of things to learn and a long ways to go, but you're starting like at a really impressive point. So don't sort short sell yourself. Thank you. I don't know. I don't. I appreciate that because I don't really think of it, you know, mm-hmm. I, I should probably think of it that way. But I, well, because you, no, you have it, nothing to compare it to. I, so I, I have zero to compare it to. And all I right. can and really all I can compare even my journey to is other people's stories, because like you said, I'm still learning. I'm still when I mm-hmm. say the beginning, I mean the beginning of my journey. So I yes. don't have any comparatively. I have zero knowledge because I'm just at the beginning of my journey. Um, yeah, I mean, if, you, if you're just talking radio, like everyone goes in different paths. Like I went, so I work at the school called Specs Howard in Detroit. Mm-hmm. It's a, a media school. Mm-hmm. Um, and I went there for radio and broadcasting. Then I started my career in radio. My first on-air job was in West Lafayette, Indiana, which is about the size of your pinky toe. It's a very small market. It's where <laughs> Purdue University is. It's a cool city, but it's just very, very small. Um, and that's where I started. Then I jumped from market to market to market to market and finally got to Seattle and then finally got to Detroit. But again, that took me 17 years, Kira, or 16 and a half years, whatever. I'm, I can't count. Math is hard. But, you know, for you already been on the air in Las Vegas, like, man, you skipped a bunch of steps. And that's good. That's a good thing because you're basically like, you know, fast tracking your path to success. I think that's really cool. I'm actually a little jealous, actually. Honestly, I would go to a, a smaller market. Like, I would mm-hmm. do – I want to do mornings, but I want to do mornings mm-hmm. anywhere. Mm-hmm. That's my dream is to be a host, co-host of a morning show somewhere, even if it's the tiniest town. Mm-hmm. And and that will be um, absolutely detrimental to your success. For super, I think I'm using that word right. Super important. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're willing to relocate and if you're talking about like broadcast radio, it is that that's one of the most important things you can be willing to do. I talk to a lot of students at my school and my peers say like, oh, I don't want to move. Da, 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 da. I go, then you might not succeed. You know, luckily for me, I've, I'm at a point in my career where I don't have to, and I can do the shows from my house. I've kind of, you know, I've been through the gutter. I've been through all that stuff, blood, sweat, and tears, you know, the old story. But um, for someone coming up like you, yeah, if you're willing to move, man, you'll you'll be Gucci. You'll be real Gucci. Yeah. I, wa- I want it so bad that I don't. I can tell. I don't care where. That means so much. Mm-hmm. That means so much. So one time I was doing a show in Fort Wayne, Indiana at a pop station and we had LMFAO for a show. This mm-hmm. was right when like party rock anthem dropped, like when they were the biggest thing on earth, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and somehow I ended up on stage with a microphone in my hand and I started freestyle rapping over their beat. Oh. Don't know how that happened. And then I think Sky Blue grabs me and this is not like a name drop. It's just a funny story. He grabs me and drops his bottle of vodka and just starts pouring it down my throat. <gasps> and I and I look up in the in the rafters and my GM and our our uh, operations manager up there. I'm like, oh god, I'm gonna get fired. And they thought it was the funniest thing ever. And I thought I was gonna get fired for drinking on stage at a show. <laughs> oh my god, that was awesome. That, that was a, that was a fun show. That was a fun show. Like okay, so I have a dream interview, but it's not because of them being a celebrity. Mm-hmm. Everybody has a dream interview or a dream yeah, person that they, they want to sure meet. But oh my god, not. Kira, who is it? You're killing me. Just tell me. 
<laughs> I'm going to keep dragging it on. No, uh, Brandon Yuri. Yes, Panic yeah. at the Disco. Love Panic at the Disco. Now, Panic at the Disco happens to be my favorite band, and so that's how mm-hmm. I know who Brandon Yuri is. But, like, I would talk to him just like I'm talking to you right now. Have you ever seen him in concert before? Yes. Okay. So I saw him. <laughs> I saw him in concert in 2018, 2016, mm-hmm. and then um, he was at a, a festival. I don't remember which one, and I saw him there for the first time. My fiance and I got to go see him here in Detroit at Little Caesars Arena uh, a year or two ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and he did. Is it King of the Clouds? Is that the name of that song? Yes. Dude. Oh God. And that's not even like a, a single or anything. I didn't even know it. I go. This is his best song he's ever written. And that's like my favorite song of my pan- or excuse me, Panic at the Disco now because it's it's just it's so pretty and it's so sonically and aurally like stimulating. What a good song! Holy it's cow! A terrific song. You want to know something that's funny though? I've listened to it a thousand times, but for some reason my brain just mm-hmm. can't get all the words. And I know the words to I think every other song except for that one, and I don't know why. Well, let me ask you this: When you listen to music, are you a music sound person or are you a lyrics person? Uh, both. Mm-hmm. Both. Mm-hmm. It just me, depends on Me and my, my fiance mood. are different. Yeah, she's very much into the lyrics. I like the, the lyrics and music or the, you know, the words in the songs. But for me, it's always been the way the song makes me feel. The way yeah. it does or doesn't give me a shiver or goosebumps or like a, you skip a heartbeat. And I mean that literally. When you listen to a really good song here, you know what I mean? And King of the Clouds yeah. is a great example because the way he tunes the, the, the vocals in the beginning, which mm-hmm. the acapella part, it's just like, it sounds cold and tingly. Yeah. Um, and that's what I've always liked about music is the way it makes me like it feel doesn't move yes. me like I'm a, like so I'm a huge metalhead. People think, oh, that music is so loud, but it's it's not loud. You just got to learn how to listen to that kind of music. Like when the guitars come in with a keyboard in the background and then the lead singer is screaming, but then he's singing Then there's a choir. Then there's all this other stuff like I like texture. I like layers and I like when something like almost physically like pushes you. Is that, I know I'm yeah. being a little weird, but you know what I mean? No, I totally get it. I totally get it. And I'm both. I love, mm-hmm. so I am a very words person in general. When I hashtag listen, words person. Hashtag words person. When I hear somebody just, <laughs> when I hear somebody talk, I absorb every word that they say. Um, Except for me, because I talk too fast, but yes. Well, even with you, like I can understand <laughs> and absorb every single word you say. Well, good, um, good. I used to be in choir, Mm -hmm. so I think that when I was in choir, I found a more, I found more appreciation for music itself than just the lyrics because I had to Mm -hmm. do ear training and I had to, you know, do everything and know the notes and do all of that stuff. So I think I found an appreciation for that when I was there. Yeah, that's like, like anything. So now, so I've been playing guitar since I was 12 years old. Singing, writing songs, making stupid rap songs with my friends. You know, making I make a bunch of parody videos. I'm sure you've seen a couple. Mm-hmm. But I'm finally at the point now where I'm trying to teach myself how to mix music. So if I come home, I'll play the guitars, I'll play the bass line, I'll program some drums, I'll sing over it. I can do all that stuff with my eyes shut. But the mixing part, Kira, mm-hmm. is is like science. It's which I'm not good at. It's like mixing this this feed with this EQ, but they put the compressor before it instead of after it, and they have a master bus compressor and all these things I don't understand. So I've been doing that probably, I don't know, nine months trying to teach myself, and I'm nowhere near where I need to be. But now when I listen to music, I listen to the mix and how they separate the guitar from the bass and the vocals. And like you just said, I have this brand new appreciation for it. Like I got some good studio monitors where I listen to music on now. Mm-hmm. 
and I've heard things I've never heard before, like a background vocal or a backup guitar or like a keyboard that's way buried in the background, but it's there for a reason. Like yeah. studio engineers <laughs> and producers, holy cow, man, they are absolute mad scientists. It's it's so <laughs> difficult and so interesting, but it makes yeah. you appreciate the music more, like you just said. Absolutely. And I, I, like you said, it goes with anything. Like when I got into radio, when anybody gets into radio, you you can listen to the radio and you can hear people talk for seven seconds of break and you can hear the mm -hmm. songs play. But yeah. unless you're behind a board and you're working a board and you're talking on a mic and you're, you know, using Vox Pro or whatever you're using, you get a new appreciation. Not that you didn't appreciate it before, but you get a new appreciation when you're actually doing it. Yeah, I mean, that's anything. When you find out how anything. hard something is mm -hmm. to do, you have a better appreciation for it. Like people would say, oh, my God, you're just a bartender. You just pour drinks. Bartenders don't just pour drinks. They're doing 10,000 jobs at once. Mm -hmm. That's like saying to somebody, oh, you're just a school bus driver. You just drive a school bus. But you know how hard that would be? I could never drive a school bus and deal with those kids <laughs> and the traffic and that giant metal rolling bus. Oh, no, it's, no, I mean, it's no. literally anything. I mean, that's why I, I like as I, as I get older, I tried in different things, meeting different people that are into different things. You know, it's a hobby I'm not into. Okay, like knitting. I bet knitting's really damn hard. I couldn't knit, but to me it's difficult. just like, oh, cool, you made a sweater. Cool, neat, whatever. I can buy one of those at Walmart. But I don't understand how difficult it is and all the learning you have to do and all the you know procedures and processes and stuff. So It's I'm, so difficult. Yeah. Knitting? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm not doing that shit. No, I'm good. No, no, no. I, I crocheted when I was younger because my mom crochets. My mom's like a very Nerd. artsy person. Yeah, alert. I, I own it. It's fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> but my mom crochets. So I used to crochet because I wanted to be like my mom when I was eight. Yeah, no, I mean? that's cool. Yeah. So uh, I learned to, how to crochet. And then I was like, you know what? I want to take up knitting. Like you have to use two of these needles and you have to like do all of this. What? No, <laughs> no, it is not just, oh, you have to use these two needles. Right. And wrap right. it around. No, it's like uh, it's like rocket science. I'm sorry. No. <laughs> no. Let me let me ask you this. I'm really good with chopsticks. Is there any correlation between chopsticks and crocheting or knitting? Because then I feel like I'd be really good at it because I'm good with a pair of chopsticks. Actually, we should spend a lot of time yes. and talk about this. This is what people want to hear on your podcast. People want to hear about, about knitting. <laughs> hell yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but actually, yes, because there is a lot of coordination in your fingers. If you can use chopsticks with one hand. Then I can. You can. Then you can use, well, obviously with one hand, but you can use a needle then. When is your birthday? Uh, In June. Because I'm going to knit you a sweater for your birthday next year. It's going to take you that long to make. <laughs> That's why I was wondering if it was next summer or not, if I have enough time. <laughs> it's June 13th. You have plenty of time. Oh, are you a Gemini? I am. Me too. You know what's, oh, when's your birthday? Oh, wait, I think I knew that. When's your birthday? Mm -hmm. Um, June 4th. Oh my God, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. I know mm -hmm. a lot of people's mm -hmm. birthdays on June 4th, but. Yeah, um, Justin Bieber's dad, um, Angelina really? Jolie. Yes, that's a true story. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, and me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I know that, but I know that Justin Bieber's dad and I have the same birthday, June 4th. I don't, I don't even know. When is Justin Bieber's birthday? I don't even know his birthday. Do you in know his house, birthday? Every day. It's every day in my home. Oh, you're a huge Justin Bieber stan. I'm a, I'm a believer. Have been since the jump. Oh, okay. Speaking of juicy stories, I got mm -hmm. to sing on just on stage with Justin Bieber one time when he was 15. You got to sing with him. Mm -hmm. We were doing a show. Um, this was I also happened to be in Fort Wayne, Indiana, but it was, it was right. It was the week that the song "Baby" broke to radio mm -hmm. because one time wasn't a huge record. It was big, but it wasn't huge. If you remember, 
Mm-hmm. Um, but when Baby came out with Ludacris, Justin Bieber was the biggest thing on earth. So we signed him to come do this show at, it was at a college campus, but it was for like kids only, you know, like 12 to 18. Mm-hmm. It was a free show for kids and their parents to come, to come to and, you know, check out Justin Bieber. And we got him for free because they were trying to promote his next single, which happened to be Baby. So he comes to Fort Wayne. He does this show. Um, him and I are on stage singing during the rehearsal, just, you know, dicking around, being funny. And then he comes out on stage when the crowd is there. Um, I'm pretty sure, and I'm not being ironic, that I have permanent hearing damage from that. Because those girls, Kira, screamed, who are probably your age now, by the way, so thanks, screamed so loud. And, like, the seats were sloped down to the stage. So, like, the, the, the sound, like, like um, snowballed and just built and built and just woof past my ears of all these girls going, and it was the loudest show I've ever seen. It was only a couple hundred kids there, but it was the loudest thing I've ever seen in my life. Oh, my. <laughs> loudest thing you've ever seen? Kira, you know, don't worry about me. Worry about you, okay? <laughs> I remember that time. I was mm-hmm. 11. And I remember being in my computer class, and the only thing all of the girls wanted to hear in my computer class was the song, Baby. And it's so good. It's a great song, and I was obsessed with it for maybe a week. When you're 11 and you're sitting in a computer class and you're trying to type things out and be the fastest typer in the room and you have a thing over your keyboard that you have to type over and like all this stuff. Is it those, those sticky baby- those sticky pads they put on top of the keyboards? Yes. That always get dirty? Those yes. are so gross. Why I do they use those? I hated those. I hated those. But- you need to figure out who invented that keyboard cover thing and have them on your podcast and just give them a stern talking to because it always felt like you were like touching boogers. It's Ew, so sticky. It's so weird. The clean and like, it's supposed to be awesome. clear, and it, but they're always brown for some oh, reason. Mine was orange. <laughs> mine was <laughs> Nope, I'm good. Mine was orange. It's so Mm-mm. funny because I, I got it, and it like when you first get it, and they're clean, because like they would quote unquote wash it every day. Oh, um, they did not. No, but they would tell you that they washed him every single day. So, like, I would get Well, I tell people like, I'm five foot ten. Doesn't make it true. <laughs> what are you, five foot nine and a half? You know what, Kira, don't worry about me. Worry about you, okay? Oh, I'm tell sorry. Tell me your story. Happening, <laughs> I... Sensitive subject. Sore subject, I'm sorry. Um, no, okay. I'm sweet petite and around five feet. No big deal. Are you really? No, I'm like five eight. Oh, my God. I don't even know what to believe anymore. Um, when I was younger, I used to watch a lot of, you ever heard of, two, you know, Tony Robbins is Anthony Robbins. Mm-mm. So he's a, he's a pretty famous performance coach. Um, like motivational type speaker. You call him more of a performance coach. He's written a bunch of books. I have a couple of his books and I've read them. Um, a lot of self-improvement stuff, you know, you know, working as hard as you can while still living your best life, stuff like that. Right. Mm-hmm. And there's a documentary about him and he was doing his speech and talking to this woman and saying, and, and he's big. He's like 6'9", 6'10", huge dude, um, and very loud. Like, I don't hold a candle to this guy. And he's talking to this woman in the crowd, and she's telling him how she's having problems with her marriage. She's like, you know what you need to do? You need to get you off your effing ass and get out there and live your best life. And she, like, like shook. Hmm. And he he used the cuss word as, like, a, um, a, a break of concentration for a second for her, and it worked. And he actually used it for effect. And I thought mm-hmm. that was fascinating that when you're talking to someone in a normal conversation and when you can drop, sprinkle in a cuss word here and there for effect, like it was it was so masterful. And I thought that was really cool that he used a cuss word not to be dirty or filthy, but to get a point across. And it worked. And it worked. I mm-hmm. love that. You know what? It was really cursing, cool. People think that cursing is so terrible, but 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, words mean a lot, and they can mm-hmm. they have a, they hold a lot of power. There are they a do. form of magic because they can make or break somebody with one. But mm-hmm. fucking shit, like you scream mm-hmm. that, and it's like I feel so much better. They well, hold it's so also much like, emotion. Yeah, it's 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 in how you use the words. Like when I was on Amp Radio with Julia. Um, we were, you know, we, you can't say the S word, you can't say the F word, um, you don't say anything racial, obviously, that goes without saying. Right. But, like, the B word is a good example, right? So if somebody calls and they're like, oh, my God, you know, so my ex-girlfriend was bitching about this show, but, like, I love that show. I would let that, I would play that on the air. I think that's fine, right? But but I think if the guy called and said, oh, my God, my ex-girlfriend's such a bitch, because I wouldn't air that. I think that's just, like, it's just really, it's hateful it's mean. It's designed to hurt her feelings. Like there's a there's different uses uses well, for those yeah. words. You know what I mean? True, true. Yeah, you have to watch the connotation and the context of it. But do you know do you know who sings the song, bitch? I'll give you a dollar if you know who it is. Oh my gosh, I do. Meredith Brooks. <gasps> I'm a bitch. I'm a lover. Yes. I'm a child. It yep. plays on mix, so I knew. Oh yeah. <laughs> that well now i don't know you a dollar kira sorry you had your you had your shot and you blew it you know what story of my life (laughs) what's what's cool though though as you go on in your radio career because i know you're going to do this forever i can just i can i can feel your aura i know you're going to do this and be successful at it but as you do this you will learn all these one hit wonder songs and everything and when you go to music trivia with your friends you will you will burn down that barn and you will win every time and it's the funnest feeling to, to have that like little niche knowledge in the back of your head because no one will be able to touch you in like five to ten years from now. Ooh, that's mm-hmm. exciting. I've won many a music trivia nights at Buffalo Wild Wings and gotten some free uh, boneless wings for show. <gasps> Here's the thing about Buffalo Wild Wings. I love B-dubs, and I wish I could have it every single night. If I could, and I'm not... I'm not really one just to say something to like tag along with somebody, but if I could only eat at one like chain restaurant for the rest of my life, it would no doubt be Buffalo Wild Wings. Faux show. So 100. Good. It is so good. I, okay, so I work at Kane's. Um, and I, do you know Kane's? Raising Kane's? Kira, I do not. We don't, we don't have that here. Okay. So I didn't know if you were such a redneck. Or we not. don't got that done around these parts. We <laughs> we just got the McDonald's and the Burger King. Sorry about that. <laughs> so Raising Cane's is a chicken finger place, and um, we just serve chicken fingers. There's chicken fingers, fries, uh, coleslaw, Texas toast, great stuff, fantastic. Um, and I could drink the secret sauce. It's the same thing with B Dubs. I could mm-hmm. drink the Parmesan garlic sauce. So being the the chicken wing fan that you are, we are we are a, a kindred spirit here on the chicken wing fanometer. <laughs> Where do you sit, Kira, on the boneless chicken wings are just adult chicken nuggets debate? I've never heard that before. Adult chicken. So I don't know. I don't think they're adult chicken nuggets. I think they're just chicken nuggets with extra breading. Um, that is incorrect. They are boneless chicken wings. Is what they are. But they're. I mean, do you like how? Okay, first of all, first of all, how do you make them? Because like, do you just slide the bone? You can't just slide the bone out. How do you make them? Kira, I'm very famous. I don't make chicken wings. I wouldn't know how to do that. <laughs> how? Do, okay. Well, that would answer the question, though, right? That would help the debate. That would Kira, be like I, I literally before we started the podcast, I was gonna <laughs> make dinner, but we ran out of pizza rolls, so I just ate something like some lunch meat out of the fridge. I couldn't cook a chicken wing. 
I would burn down my house before I could cook a chicken wing. <laughs> no. <laughs> Ranch dressing mm. with a little bit of sriracha hot sauce in it. Mm. Mix it up. It's called sriracha ranch. I made it up. And that will be your go-to dipping sauce for pizza rolls until the day you die. Okay, here's the thing. I've already jumped on that bandwagon, but... No, you did not, because I just made it up just now. So that's impossible. Sure, Chris. Go with that. Whatever <laughs> helps you sleep at night. <laughs> uh. So I use Red Hot, and I mix Red Hot with Ranch. Also that's, very good. That, that is a veteran move. I respect that. It's the best thing I've ever tasted. I could drink that. I don't know what's with me in drinking sauces, but I couldn't drink ranch by itself. I could drink Red Hot and Ranch mm. mixed. Also, don't sleep on um, Cholula and Ranch. Cholula and Ranch is pretty a force to be reckoned with as well. It's pretty good. See, I don't. I haven't had Cholula in a long time. Mm-hmm. My uh, my fiance is Latina, so we do. And when I say we, I mean her. We make a lot of, you know, Mexican dishes, stuff like that. And we put Cholula on, like, breakfast bowls and stuff like that. But Cholula and ranch is, it's worth a shot. It's definitely worth a shot. Hot sauce talk on My Name My Perfect Dog Word. <laughs> Bruh, you don't have enough time in 10 episodes to talk about hot sauce with me. Trust me. Hot sauce is so good. Buffalo sauce. Now I, now I want chicken. I don't even think I have chicken. <laughs> Chris Cruz, thank you so much for joining me today. I had such a blast. We talked about everything, and I am so grateful for you. Well, you are very sweet, um, and also you made me very hungry. Um, but when, when you reached out, honestly, I, I was humbled you asked. I, I still, like we talked about earlier, I don't realize that I'm at the point where people would come to me for advice or to share my knowledge, which I'm always willing to do willy-nilly. You want to know anything? Just ask me. I, I have no secrets. I don't charge people for anything. You want to know my secrets? Take them. Um, <laughs> But I thought it was really cool that you, you know, reached out and were just talking to me like a peer and you weren't intimidated at all or anything. You're super classy. Like, dude, I'm I'm a fan. I have oh, been since since you. we met and I've been checking your stuff out on Instagram and listening to some of your podcasts and checking you know, some of your social media stuff out. And like, I'm a fan, man. Thank you so much. You, I have to say you are one of the most major hype people I have ever met. So I will always be your hype, man. I am here for you, sis. Always. <laughs> thank you so much. Right back at you. Where can people find you on socials? ChrisCruz.com. And as always, you can follow me, Kira, on all socials at Kira K Radio. And you can follow Finding My Perfect Awkward on Instagram and on Facebook at Finding My Perfect Awkward. And until next week, see ya.